0: Hello, and welcome to the Rebel Soul podcast, where we discuss integration of body, mind, spirit, and how to show up in alignment with our authentic selves. I'm your host, spiritual and energy co-suzanne Venus, and I want to welcome you to the space. Today, I wanted to talk about moving from survival mode to learning to calm and regulate the nervous system. This stems out of a post uh, that I did on social media a few days ago. Um, it is currently September 1st, 2021 as I am recording this podcast and it stemmed out of my own personal experience and the experience of the collective where I was feeling like I was in survival mode. Um, I work from home in support of people who are going through a lot of their own personal struggles and sometimes the work is heavy. Um, I'm also a parent to a child who is busy and working from home while your child is at home over the summer isn't always as easy as people from the outside may perceive it to be. Um, It leaves a lot of time where you're trying to work but also trying to parent and you can't do either one of them super successfully. So I, along with many of the other parents, today is September 1st, my daughter starts school on Friday, am uh, doing a little bit of a cheer for school to be back and some regulation. So, personally, I have some things within my family unit that are going on that are stressful. Uh, me moving through some of my own reflections and growth and healing um, that have been challenging as well to navigate as the collective, and I live in Alberta, Canada, and we have um, mask mandates coming back into place later this week in the city um, that I live in, in Edmonton, Alberta, well, a suburb of it, but I assume that we'll be coming close. And with these mask mandates and pa- um, vaccine passports around the country in different provinces, there's that collective feeling of uncertainty unknown it's been, you know, a year and a half. We're fast approaching the second year. Like, how long does this go on for? And I'm not here to dissect where I stand on vaccine passports, being vaccinated or not. Uh, that really has nothing to do with it. I believe that people should have the ability to make choices that are best for them. I believe that everyone is doing their best and that everyone is trying to make the best choices to continue to stay healthy. And that's what I believe for the most part. (laughs) Um, So it's not, not my job to pass judgment in any way, but what is happening is a lot of dissent, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fears that things are just going to be restricted and we're losing our freedom. And at a soul level, our desire is to be free. At least, I know that's my personal soul desire: is to be free. And any time I am in a space where I don't feel free, I, I want to run. And it's been interesting. I've ran more this summer than I have in many years. And I'm a fair weather runner, I'm only running from April to October. But part of it has been a meditation for me. Part of it has been a therapy. And part of it has been because. In my imagination or fantasy, when I run, I can go in my mind that somewhere else that I just keep running where I don't have to be in a place where I have any responsibility to anyone else because I'm needed always and going into a place where no one needs me except me. um, And that feels free for me. So ultimately, we have a lot of us in our fight or flight running is a type of fleeing <laughs> um, pattern. So what happens is that when we are in survival mode, we're not thriving. We are living off of our fight or flight. We are living day to day. And we're not meant to live day to day. Yes, sadly, this is the reality for some of us who are born into poverty or find themselves with disabilities that they are working through, that it's more challenging. I can only talk to my own experience and thinking back to the time where I was in my illness and I had to take every day, day by day in survival mode. But staying there is not good for our nervous system. And so instead of just talking about, you know, feeling anxious, feeling this, like I'm in survival, how you know, talking about the overwhelming expression of it that the majority of people are feeling underlying or pockets or moments or a longer extended periods of time. I wanted to talk about how you can regulate your nervous system because you can, even if things are beyond and out of your control. Um, the reality is that everything is actually out of your control. Um, Sometimes we feel like it's more within our control than others. Um, But yes, there are other pieces at play that are frustrating. And I get that I'm there with you. But ultimately, I have to make the choice to regulate my nervous system on a daily basis, because I know that's how I show up whole. And that I am able to thrive. Do I have moments or pockets or a few days where I'm just surviving? Absolutely. (laughs) I am no saint. I have to put these practices into play. I need to be conscious about making the choice to do it as well. But this is where this whole concept comes from. You know, people are feeling this overwhelming sense. What can we do about it? Because great, you're in the same boat, I'm in the same boat, or similar boats, whoop de freaking shit. If we can't do anything about it. So what happens when you are in this survival mode is that you're in this fight or flight response system of the brain. It's part of the autonomic system of the brain where when we're in fight or flight, the brain cannot differentiate between a perceived threat or an actual threat. I've dialogued about this before in other podcasts. So, just a brief overview of that fight or flight. Uh, when that happens, your brain is not identifying the difference between an actual threat um, my home is building and, or my home is burning and I need to get my children and pets out and a perceived threat um, my freedoms and liberties will be taken away from me. Yes, it is a threat, but in the moment, it is not an immediate survival in that specific moment, okay? Because if you are physically safe in that moment, it literally doesn't have that actual need to move into survival mode, but the brain doesn't know the difference. So when you're in fight or flight, what happens is that your sympathetic response system of the brain goes up. You have increased heart rate, increased blood pressure, increased cortisol or stress hormones. You have an increase of blood flow to the extremities and increase of adrenaline. This is also that you can take action and immediate action. It is meant to be temporary, but most of us, when we're in survival mode, we're in our sympathetic response system majority of the time, which is not healthy for us to be in increased levels of stress. It is, and having stress hormones constantly present, it is not healthy for us to have a high blood pressure, high heart rate for a long duration of time. Um, so our job is to recognize when we're acting out of that fight or flight or in that sympathetic response system, and drop ourselves into our parasympathetic response system, which is when we regulate ourselves and um, and regulate our nervous system. We drop into the parasympathetic sympathetic response, which results in a lower heart rate, lower blood pressure, lower levels of cortisol in the body, our blood flow goes to all of our systems, our digestive system, our reproductive system, and our respiratory system. It keeps our body operating at optimal levels. When we're in that fight or flight, our body isn't operating at our optimal levels. It's where it needs to be to get out of an emergency, but we're not meant to be an emergency 90% of the time. My personal belief is that there are four ways in which we can regulate and ease the nervous system. And they all stem from embodiment. What is meant by embodiment? That means dropping into the body. When we're anxious, we're actually out of body. We're in our head, we're in our minds, we're running, but we're not fully present in our body. And so my belief as a spiritual practice as a health and wellness practice is to move into these four ways of embodiment that help us regulate our nervous system now the first way in which that we can regulate our nervous system is breath i've talked about this time and time and time again i talk about this with every single client most of us are shallow breathers we breathe to the sternum we do not breathe effectively and so With our breath, we can shift out of sympathetic to parasympathetic easily. It's one of the fastest ways because we remember that we're in our body. And the simplest form of breathing that I instruct clients to do is breathing in through the nose, drawing the breath fully into the lower abdomen, feeling the lower abdomen expand and fill, and then slowly allowing the breath to move out through the mouth softening the belly. While doing this, you're holding the hands on the lower abdomen so that there's a subconscious cue to the mind that, oh, hey, there's breath moving in this body. We're actually safe in this moment. And that messaging happens immediately regulating yourself so when you feel tension in your shoulders or tightening in your chest or that sickening feeling in the pit of your stomach that you know is anxiety or you you know it's worry or stress or whatever it happens to be, it starts us spiraling into that sympathetic response, connecting to breath. So closing the eyes, taking the stimulus away from what is outside of you and bringing it in. So breath is always the first way in which we can regulate our nervous system. The second way that we can regulate our our nervous system by embodiment, being present and connected to the body is through sound. So um, sound can reduce activity in the limbic system When I work with clients in my home studio and often on distance Mm -hmm. sessions as well, I use sound baths. Now I have two frequencies that I happen to use more readily than others. The first is the sound for the heart frequency and these sound vibrations shift and move through the body, which is made of different densities in a different way it sends messaging to the limbic part of the brain that helps relax the nervous system. The other frequency that I work with often is for the sacral. So that is our our reproductive organs, our ability to tune in and feel joy, pleasure, all of those things. So these are Sound bath is what I do with clients all of the time and almost all of my sessions because the sound shifts the vibration of the physical and energetic body in a totally different way that helps for healing and helps the nervous system, reset the nervous system. Another way in which we can use sound for healing and tuning into embodiment so that we can regulate our nervous system is by humming. Um, just that that low vibration it sends the vibrations through the body when we hum it can also be by speaking at a lower vibration when we speak up from here we're speaking up from the throat when we speak down from here we're speaking from our pelvic bowl from our root and we have more of that sense of presence and connectedness I often find that I'm taken more seriously when I am allowing the resonance or vibration of my voice to deepen. I am taken more seriously, especially by men, if I can lower that vibration. It's interesting what the brain will do. The other way in which we can connect to sound, a very interesting way, is by chanting OM. Now that OM frequency um the sound resonance is believed to resonate with the frequency of our higher self and it sends these different vibrations throughout the body throughout the being and helps us regulate our nervous system the other one is by singing i used to sing in my church choir um i had to go to church as a child and teenager and I really didn't enjoy it <laughs> um, in the religion that I grew up in, uh, and my parents made me uh, join the youth choir. So I was part of the youth choir and sang there. That's about as far as my singing expertise went, but several years I was singing in the church choir with other um youth, I guess. And now I love singing. I sing all the time. I recognize that I sing when I'm in a good mood. I also sing to bring myself in a good mood. I'm not the best singer. I will not go on any competition. I would sing in a carry, in karaoke if it's presented to me and I can think what song it would be. I still don't know what my number one karaoke song would be. But singing and moving those vibrations through the body um, shifts our nervous system. So open your mouth, talk, speak, hum, sing. Those sound vibrations move through you in a different way. And if you're blessed enough to have your own um, Tibetan sound bowls or quartz bowls, which I have, allow those sound frequencies to move through you. Number three. So we have first breath, second sound, and third movement. This is intentional movement to bring you into the body it's easy if you grew up as an athlete to move your body it becomes automatic you put one foot in front of the other you hit a goal you hit a PR you do whatever it is that you do sometimes you play little mind games with yourself even if you're not feeling like exercising but you know you should and I'm saying that in air quotes Um, and so you just go through the motions that is not intentional movement. I've been there. I've done that. I've pushed myself through that. It does not actually help you regulate your nervous system. Yes, exercise is good. It releases endorphins, but it doesn't necessarily help you regulate your nervous system. It's being intentional and purposeful with your movement, tuning into your body and seeing how do I want to work? how do I want my body to move and work? Maybe I'm walking and being very present to the sensations and feelings of the earth beneath my feet or how that interplays with my ankles or my thighs as I'm walking. Maybe it's biking and really being present to feeling the pedals moving under in that circular motion under my feet. Perhaps it's, doing very slow and intentional yoga or fast and intentional and intense yoga, but having that intention of being feeling everything within your body. So not numbing out any pains or sensations that may come up and the older you get, the more you will end up having, trust me, I know this as you are doing the movement. But actually being intentional and feeling the sensations within your body as you are doing the movement drops you into your body, allows you to be more present and move and regulate that nervous system. So breath is first, sound is second. Movement and to connect to the body is third. And the last way in which we can regulate our nervous system through an embodiment practice remember, embodiment means dropping down and being present in the body is by pleasure. Now, when we talk about pleasure or people talk about pleasure sometimes we think that this means something that is self-indulgent that it is only about sexuality or sex or related to sex and it can be most definitely if you are engaged in sexual intercourse you are hopefully in your body. If you're not, you're missing out on an amazing experience, but you want to be present in your body. It can also be self-pleasure and masturbation, which gets you into your body and does help regulate the nervous system um, because you're becoming more attuned and present to your body and you're not out of your body and the expression. But it's not just about sex and sexual energy. It's also about pleasure in being present to our five senses. What happens when we are more present in the moment is that our senses become heightened. So we have our five senses. We have more than our five senses. But if we just look at our five senses in terms of pleasure, we move through the world with slower, well, more slow, less on automatic, and with more intention. So maybe we're paying attention to what we see surrounding us, our visuals, paying attention to the art that is done in graffiti in a place that you walk normally, but don't pay attention to and recognizing those sites. Perhaps it is really paying attention to the smells that surround you, the sounds that are present that normally we tune out because we're on this automatic pilot, but here we're asking to actually tune into our senses, the sounds that we hear, the rise and fall of our breath, the sound of the cars or the animal breathing next to us or whatever it happens to be. When we tune into all of our senses and we allow them to heighten the way that they are meant to be and we move out, out of that automatic response, it helps drop us into our, our um, sorry, regulate our nervous system as well. Um, the more present you become, the more you will recognize that your senses are heightened because you're more present to what is happening instead of being out of body and having the thought spiral out of control. So again, Ways in which you can drop into your embodiment practice to regulate the nervous system are through breath, sound, movement, and pleasure, which, yes, can include all the sex you want if it's intentional and purposeful and connected, whether with a partner or solo, but also tuning into the pleasures of our senses that we were gifted with. We were not meant to experience this life on autopilot. We were meant to experience it through our senses, through our emotions, and to feel the spectrum of them. And once you're able to do the things to get there, it helps so, so much. I think that's all that I wanted to say today. And I will leave you with the idea of your ability to shift your own vibration, to shift your nervous system, to find that freedom within. And the other part that I did want to mention, I forgot but remembered right now, that in movement, sometimes dance is the way to do it. Song and music really speaks to me, whether I'm singing or dancing. It's a way in which I feel liberated and free. Um, I use that on Sunday to really shift my vibration, become more present in my body while I was singing and dancing for 30 minutes, allowing my body to just move in the way that it wanted to move and I was sweaty from the top of my head down to the backs of my knees and it wasn't for exercise, it was to be with me and to help get my nervous system regulated in a place where I could manage the chaos that was surrounding me in all the ways and will always kind of be around us in ebbs and flows. So I leave you with that. I look forward to connecting with any and all who choose to work with me, and we'll chat soon. Bye for now.